Hello and welcome to the Jim Baker Family Show. Coming to you from the village of Morningside, USA, snuggled in the beautiful Ozark Mountains. Today is day two with our special guests, authors and pastors of Open Door Church in Burleson, Texas, Troy and Leanna Brewer. Our co-hosts today are Marcella Woodall, Mondo De La Vega, and I'm Ricky Baker. And now, live from Gray Street in Morningside, USA, here are your hosts, Pastors Jim and Lori Baker. Everybody to Grace Street. So glad to have you here. We're happy to have Troy Brewer and his wife here with us today. Yes. Mondo's been to your church, and uh, I wanted people to know you a little bit more. You've been on my show a few times, and uh, your church is is in Texas. Yes, sir. And uh, but how do you get to your church? If well, I want to come to visit you, how do oh, I get please there? Come. We're just south of Fort Worth, and so the, the, first, the first town south of Fort Worth, Texas, is Burleson, Texas. So oh. if you can find the Metroplex, you can find us, <laughs> and we're there in Burleson, Texas. And it's our 28th year of Open Door Church. Wow. Wow. We found it 28 years ago. Wow. That's amazing. And uh, we had our first church service there with seven people. We started in her mom's daycare, yeah. you know, and her mom's here. Oh, uh, she's actually on set, and uh, we were the holy daycare for a while, but the Lord has truly <laughs> really blessed this and, and blown it up and done great things, and we actually have just an army of people that are doing amazing things all over the planet and then there locally. It's, wow. a, it's a great joy wow. to pastor that church. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's, it's the coolest church in the world. I, I love this church. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> they're, they're, the people there are crazier than I am, and I love them. And they're not mad at us either for being on the front line and doing what we do. Right. And so we tell everybody from day one that they sign up for membership, hey, we do this, but we're going to do that, yeah. and it has to be okay. So it attracts people who want to see the world change, yeah. and I just, I just love Open Door Church. you got to let them know, because listen, these two people reached the world, yet the world that they live in, which is Burlington, Texas, how many people do, does your ministry feed a week, a month? I mean, you're feeding thousands of people constantly. You don't, you never stop. You got Redemption Ranch. You got, I mean, I, the list goes on. But how many people? The reason why I say that is because we are outreach people. Yes. We were yes. born. Yes. What is Redemption <laughs> yes. Ranch? That I sounds interesting. Outreach. Redemption Ranch is uh, 720 acres of sacred space out in the middle of nowhere. Oh, my. And it's a place where we rescue the rescuers, where we bring the rescuers in. Um, it's a place of healing. It's a place where we do, we do that kind of ministry wow. there. And it's just as important as, 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 important as it is to, to rescue children it is just as re just as important to rescue the rescuers. Yeah. Wow. And That's Pastor Jim, there's so many good people that are out there that have been selflessly serving the Lord for so many years that the world doesn't celebrate, but Jesus does. Yes. And as we yes. come across yes. those people, yes. we bring them in, take them out there, treat them like kings and queens, and then pour into their lives to make sure that they can wow. stay in. Right? Wow. Stay in. Mm -hmm. Super wow. important. That is great. It oh, is I wonderful. love that. We, we love that. And it's, it's a real working ranch. I work out there a couple of days a week and where I get away from media and put on my hat, twirl <laughs> up my mustache a little bit. <laughs> and, now, where's uh, that picture? I want that picture on the screen. <laughs> do you have, do you have uh, animals on, on your ranch? We and, do. Yes, sir. Yeah. 
Yeah, we have we have donkeys, we have horses, we have goats. Oh, we have okay. ducks in our ponds. Yes. Uh, we have tons of chickens. Cats, wow. dogs. Uh, cats, dogs. Yeah, I'm coming to the ranch. Raccoons. Yeah, all wow. of them. We have we have coons and we have uh, raccoons coons. attack. I, I mean, I have uh. been at war with the raccoon <laughs> population <laughs> yes. uh, for many years. Uh. Uh, but oh, uh, we have we have cows and uh, wow. we have those kinds of things. Yes, Thanks sir. God. You don't live on the ranch. We do. Wow. We live on a ranch. That's we don't awesome. live out at Redemption Ranch, but we live on another ranch in Glen Rose, Texas. That's awesome. Wow. So when people come there, they just you put them up at the ranch. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And we have cabins there and those kinds of things. And yeah, we do. Some people come all the way out there uh, to go hunting. Some people come out there to go fishing. Some people come out there to be baptized. Wow. Um, it's, it's, it's not, it, it, it's, it's not, it, it, I just want to say this. It's a sacred place. Yeah. Is it, you have fishing pond or like a lake? Or? Yeah, there's a lake right next to us. And so I've got a boat out there, and we take guys out on boats. And can you imagine the privilege of, say, bringing somebody in from Uganda? Like we just had a brother from Uganda, one of our rescuers in Uganda. He came out there to spend a week with us. And he's never seen anybody working cows before. He's never seen anybody in cowboy hats. He's never been on a boat, all those kinds wow. of things. And just pouring, just say, you know what? You're so important. Wow. Thank you for rescuing. I don't know how many kids that mm. that one guy and his wife have mm. rescued, wow. how many babies he's rescued. Wow. Wow. The babies that we rescued is 79. So wow. we got, we've rescued 79 babies. We have a whole baby's home just for brand new babies in Uganda. And to bring, a, a, to bring in a, a rescuer like that and just pour into them. And we cook for them and do all that kind of stuff. So that's what Redemption Ranch is. Wow. As far as the... You do a lot. You have a TV show. I do. It's called uh, The Open Door Experience. Is that yes, right? Sir. Yes, sir. I'm right here on, on this network. It's on our yes. network. It's yes, on PTL Television oh, Network. Yes, Saturdays at 5.30 and Sundays at 7. That's a.m. Eastern Time. So you're on twice on our network. I have a clip of your show. Can I just oh, roll please. that? Let's roll that. But the Bible says that as soon as the storm was over, the Lord said, peace, and the storm stopped. And then they were at this certain place. Now, the, the place where they was at is a place called Genesaret. And it lists that in Luke chapter, in Matthew chapter 14. Like, why is that a big deal? Because in Luke chapter 5, it's at that very same place where Jesus calls Peter and James and John and Andrew into the ministry where he calls them to be disciples. And that's the whole place where, where they're on the boat and he says, hey man, do you got, have you caught any fish? He's like, he goes, you need to cast to the other side. And he's like, look, I don't have any problem with you, but I don't want to do this. And he said, he said, cast on the other side. And he said, okay, at your word, I will do that. And then boom, 153 great fish. And we know that the number 153 represents the sons of God. And then the same event happens once again to Brother Peter, where King Jesus shows up after his resurrection at the same place and says, uh, hey, have you guys caught anything? And they're like, no. He's like, uh, try again on the other side. And they do catch a bunch of fish. And Peter turns around and looks. He's like, I've been through this before. And this time, Jesus is not going to have to call me out of the boat. And he literally does a Lieutenant Dan and just jumps out. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Forrest Gump, before he sees Lieutenant Dan, and he just, just jumps off the boat. So Jesus had to call him out the first time. Jesus had to call him out the second time. And the third time, Peter just voluntarily jumped out of the boat. Well, that's an easy thing to miss. And then Jesus like, okay, well, we're back at the place where we began.
Now, anytime that Jesus takes you back at the place where you began, he's going to give you a whole nother layer. And that's what he's going to do. And this is the difference between times and seasons. Times are always linear and seasons are always cyclical. We're like, okay, well, I'm back in this place again. A lot of times we think I'm back in this place again because I have doubt and unbelief. Many, many times you have doubt. Many times you're back in the same place again because you have completed the circle. And he's like, and God will say, okay, now we're going to wrench this up. So do you see how God wrenched it up from the first time we were here? I had you catch a bunch of fish, and then you, I, and and then I and, and then I told you to follow me. The second time we were here, I had you get out and walk on the water. First time we, first time I brought you here, I had you I had you cast down into the water. The second time I asked you to get out and walk on it. So we're wrenching things up. Amen. Excellent. You teach about the difference between times and seasons. What time are we in right now, would you say? Oh, my goodness. Well, so it depends on a couple of different things. It depends on what lens you're looking at as far as what are we talking about. When it comes to the world timeline, you know, there's about beginning at the fall of Adam, not at the creation of Adam, which is very important because we don't know when that was, but we know when the fall was, and that's when he entered into time. Because Jesus said, in the day that you eat of the tree of knowledge of good and evil, you shall surely die. And then he died 930 years later, and a day is to the Lord is a thousand years. So he died on the first day. <laughs> okay? So, uh, so there's about basically 2,000 years from Abraham, I'm sorry, from Adam to Abraham, 2,000 years from Abraham to Jesus, 2,000 years from Jesus until now which puts us right at the end of the sixth day on the timeline, Yay. which tells me we're about to I enter know. into the yeah. seventh day. <laughs> Jesus is coming back soon. Yes. The day of rest, the millennial reign. Yeah. Yes. Hallelujah. So he's coming back soon. But there's all different kinds. The Bible gives us yeah. all different kinds of clocks and times right. and seasons. And as we were just talking about in this, uh, in that video that comes from the TV show, that the, the there are timelines which tend to be linear, and timelines are always about a, it's always about an epic event. So we know that there are times and seasons. So that there's the time we got married. Right. Yeah. Then there's the time we had babies, and they were in the house. <laughs> then all of our babies grew up, and they moved out of the house. So now we're in a different time, right? right. Which, by the way, yeah. that was a happy day for me. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't for her. Until uh, I had grandbabies. Yeah, yeah. So then, yeah, yeah, and yeah, then yeah, we're like, good. now move them all yes. back in. Yeah. Yeah. We're like, move them all yeah. back in yeah. now. Yeah. But those are timelines, as opposed to time seasons, or as the Bible calls moedims. Mm -hmm. They work in circles, and they're meant mm -hmm. to be predicted. Ecclesiastes chapter 3 gives yeah. us 28 times and seasons, mm -hmm. beginning with a, there's a time to be born, and then 28 later, it says a time of peace. Psalms 37, 37, mark the perfect and upright man, for his end shall be peace. Wow. Yeah. So that is actually telling us predictable times and seasons within Good. there. Good. Mm -hmm. That's, oh boy. Hallelujah. Yeah. Love, it. love it. Love Sorry. it. Love it. Love it. It's... I, your book is so interesting okay, to me because you you're have talking a book. about the book numbers that preach we entered <laughs> we we you know we had you order it last time i mean i i told troy before the show i literally keep this book numbers that preach by all my bibles and all my devotions and all that because sometimes i just have to go back and go wait what does that number mean again and wow. i mean everything's marked up and and, and it also reminds me to pray for you guys you. when I see it. I Thank see your you. name and to pray for you and to keep you. Amen. So, Tori, you, God has given you this 
revelation on uh, the numbers. I think uh, numbers it's are probably brilliant. fascinating. Yes. You know, God doesn't change. His, he's always the he, same. His numbers mean the same over and over. Oh, by the way, times and seasons are number 28. Mm -hmm. That's right. <laughs> you know, the word weeks is in the Bible 28 times. We can start going through all the things that happen in the word of God 28 times, but it represents times and seasons. It mm. sure does. Wow. Why does God care so much about numbers? Give me some examples of what you, what you mean by God's numbers, would you? Yes, sir. I think that God cares about numbers because he hates chaos. <laughs> yeah. And he wow. brings order to chaos. Exactly. Okay. Yes. So when he comes in and when he lines up things and when he comes against chaos, he puts things in the perfect order in a way, sir, that is so beautiful and in a way that glorifies him. Yes. And so I'm not a numerologist. There's no power in numbers whatsoever. But friends, there's power in the word of God. And sometimes how God speaks is literally through a number or through a weight or through a measure or through, a, through something like that, right? And all those things, everything in the Bible is counted. Everything in heaven is counted until it comes to a number where it says it can't be counted. So even that is, in fact, a number. Innumerable yeah. is a number. It just means an eternal number. That's right. But a good example is, you know, the... Anytime in the, anytime in the, like the number one represents unity all the way through the word of God. The Lord, your God is one. Two represents a faithful witness. So that's why there are two witnesses in the book of Revelation, right? That's why, you know, anytime in the word of God, you see a separation between, between one person and another one. So like there's a separation between Cain and Abel, right? right? There's a separation between, between Lot and Abraham. There's a separation between uh, you know, the promise of the seed and then Ishmael, right? right. A separate is like, what is that? It's a faithful witness. Jesus sending out the disciples two by two. Yes. The clean animals in the ark coming in by twos. It's like, it's a witness of God. Wow. So anytime in the Bible where you see something that happens in a two, it has to do with the witness of God. So the word of God is attached to that. Mm -hmm. And then you get into things like two, 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 which people all over the world are like, oh my gosh, I'm seeing two, two, two. What is it? Uh, yeah. It's a, it's a prophetic marker is what it is. Yeah, yeah. And it has a specific meaning because the voice of the Lord is upon those things. Wow. I love it. I do too. It's so good. Troy, do you believe that the four horsemen of the apocalypse mm. are all riding right well, now? Wow, my goodness. So I think that the four horsemen of the apocalypse is another good understanding of a clock a prophetic clock that is in the Bible. Right. And so if you begin to look at the word of God in terms of, hey, this is actually presenting a clock to us. First of all, when I see that there are four horsemen, I know that that is speaking of a, of, of an, of a worldwide move of God. So the number four speaks of worldwide things. In fact, all the world is in the Bible. The term all the world is in the Bible four times, wow. actually four times. And then on the earth, you know, there's, there's you know, there's, earth, wind, and there's fire, and there's water, the four elements. There's the four seasons, right? The four lunar cycles, the four gospels, which is presented to all the world, and then the four major Old Testament prophets, which is presented to all the world, right? So it has to do with all the world. Well, there's these four horsemen, and we know that, we know that in the timeline of the apocalypse, that is one thing, and and then in the timeline of how that kind of judgment works happens over and over and over again until finally the apex happens at the very end, which we are quickly approaching. 
But it's like, okay, so you have the first one, right? He promises peace, and it's a bunch of baloney. The second one is red, and it's all about warfare. So what follows the warfare part of that? Famine follows the warfare part of that. Famine always follows it. The black horse always follows the red. And so there's actually a very predictable cycle that takes place with that. And then after that just comes death, right? The pale horse actually shows up. So in that, those are four different forms of judgment that repeat over and over and over again. It's prophetic judgment, and the people of God need to understand these right. clocks and how those things actually work. Yes. Wow. <laughs> wow. I know, Jim. My brain's okay. going. I'm trying to, to think about this. this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am. I'm trying to show. process this all. <laughs> so the four horses of the apocalypse are... The last days, in yes, other sir. words, totally. Right, but, but the clock and how the judgment work has always been at work. So it's actually a predictable. It's, it's four seasons, okay? That's not the same as the last days, okay? The thing that happens in the last days is very specific where these four different things are unleashed, unleashed in sequence and then presented one at a time and then all at the same time. Right. And I can tell you where we're at in the cycle right now. I can tell you, not, not according to the tribulation, not according to what happens in that, but according to where we're at in the cycle throughout the world right now, as we are between the red and the black right now, we're entering into the black season. Mm. That's, mm. Where, that's where we are. We're, we're about to enter into it. And that also speaks of, it doesn't just speak of famine in the sense of there is no food, which there is an attack coming against our food, against all of our food chains. Absolutely. You can see it right now. All of our yeah. supply lines are yeah. under attack. Yeah. That is a prophetic picture yeah. of something. But it's, right? but it's almost on purpose. It is on purpose. It's, it's like our government wants us to have family. It's by design, Jim. What's is, going on? Tell well, me. What's going on is the rise of the Antichrist, okay? okay. And that's and like, well, that's ridiculous. No, no, no. There is an antichrist spirit that is, that is within the world right now. And the children of the antichrist of that spirit cannot help but cooperate with it. Wow. And so Jesus defines... Is that why they're so deceived? Yes, sir. They are deceived. And you're so right. You know, Jesus, the very first thing that Jesus said was, do not be deceived. That's right. So they are deceived. There is truly a globalist agenda, and it's not a tenfold hack conspiracy. Right. It is unfolding. It was predicted 2,000 years ago. Right. And it is unfolding right now in all of our headlines. It's a globalist agenda. Yep. It's Luciferian. Right. It's demonic. It and the one that will head up this global worldwide government is the one that the Bible calls the man of sin, or he's also known as the, the Antichrist. Yeah. The Antichrist. He is literally anti-everything Jesus. Right. He has a different agenda and so, therefore, everything that's happening right now has a different agenda other than the abundance of God that Jesus is trying to bring to us. Right. So it is actually part of who they are. It's part of their DNA to stop supply chains, to right. open borders, to bring on the sexualization of children, to cause chaos, and to make us dependent upon them. If they can bring global sanctions, it's going mm. to have to be because of global crisis right. that they create. That's why they create global crisis so they can bring global sanctions. Mm, wow. Don't go away. We'll be right back after this special message. I want you to be prepared for any emergency. And we have online right now the greatest supply of survival food 
that we've ever had. And you can go to jimbakershow.com and you can buy all the products and you can shop. One of the things that all the experts have told me, money will, will be worthless if the crisis comes and you're going to need something to barter with. You're going to need to be able to say, I'll trade this for what you have. And it's going to be just like a hundred years ago where people bartered with one another. And we now have, we call them Baker's Dozen. And they're 13 packets in each box, different prices, whatever's in the box. But you can get things like buttermilk pancakes, a whole box of them. That box is $34.99. The pancakes are as good as you get at any pancake house. They are delicious. I know you're going to enjoy them. We have bread. 13 packets of bread. Or we have black bean burgers, which make great hamburgers. Or you can make a meatloaf. We've got mac and cheese. Every kid loves mac and cheese. So you can get, a, you know, 13 pouches mac and cheese. And these are reasonably priced. And this is something people are going to love with children. We call it Morning Moves Melt. And you get 13 packets of milk and uh, that's I think $59 and that's 260 servings of milk it is really good we have spaghetti marinara one of my favorites and you can get a box of that I think one of the greatest bargaining tools in the world is going to be coffee and we have our freeze-dried instant coffee baker's dozen dozen packets there's 780 servings in the box i'll tell you what if you want to negotiate i always have my coffee i'll tell you what people that are coffee drinkers they will trade you for their probably give you their car to have a packet of coffee but go to my website right now jimbakershow.com and you can go there and order all of these survival foods and our special new Baker's Dozen food boxes. Remember, God loves you. He really does. And now, let's get back to the show. It sounds like the Antichrist spirit is in the world right now. It is. Yes, sir, it is. Could he be alive today? Oh, he could. Absolutely, he could be alive. In fact, I, I just believe that we're so close to King Jesus returning. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really and truly do. I really believe that we're so close to the return of Christ. Mm -hmm. We're certainly closer than we've ever been before. Right. Hallelujah. Yeah, and I love that. But no, I have. Why wouldn't he be alive Tell today? me. I love this. So just tell me why you believe you think Jesus coming is near? Oh, well, one is because I understand timelines and every indicator, you know, just like the major timeline indicator, prophetic timeline, besides the linear timeline is watch the clock of Israel. Yes. Okay. So from Abraham to Jesus was 1,948 years. 
And from Jesus to the reforming of Israel was 1948, was 1,948 years. Oh, my. It's the same amount of years. And wow. it's like, boom, the clock is ticking. Jesus promised that that generation would actually see right. the coming of the Lord. That's, that's the words of King Jesus. Right. Those are the words of the Lord himself. And so when I look at the prophetic clock of Israel, that I can't help but see every other prophetic clock in the word of God. And it's all saying 11-11. And I, you know, like, what is that? Right. People, people come to me from all over the world and say, I see 11-11. Is that the Lord? I say, <laughs> it is the Lord. And it speaks of final hour, final hour. A double declaration of final hour. Mm. And I want to just tell you this. I'm not sitting around scared. I am going, I'm saying, Maranatha. Yes. Yes. I'm saying, come Praise back God. quickly, yes. Lord Jesus. Yes. And in Lord. the meantime, I believe that God is giving us simple solutions right. to complicated issues, to have grace that just like Queen Esther and I, you and I were discussing that beforehand, that we were born for such yeah. a time as this. This yeah. is a great day to be alive. It is. It's not an easy day, no. but it's a great day to be alive. And I'm so full of hope. I'm so full of the Holy Ghost. And I'm <laughs> saying, bring it on, King Jesus. Yeah. Yeah. I love how you say yeah. King Jesus. <laughs> I love that because he is King he Jesus. Is. Yeah, you know, it so says in the book this. of Esther that Esther was born for such a time as this. Amen. Amen. And uh, I believe I was born for this time. Amen. You were indeed, sir. And I'm, you know, I'm old. I'm 83 years old, and but I'm still born for this time, and this is the time. Amen. And uh, a prophet, when I was 19 years old, laid hands on me. Prophet you probably have heard of, but uh, I didn't know him at the time, but he just said that I was going to help usher in the coming of the Lord. Amen. And he said that I would go where no man had ever gone before. Wow. And, Brother uh, Phil Halverson. And that's, that's, mm. that's television. No man had ever gone where I have gone. And I'm the last now of the founders of television on earth. And I believe God is going to use television to usher in his coming. He's going to use it to spread the gospel around the world. Well, he certainly has. And while the, there's a big mess that comes with TV, there's also oh. a grace that comes with TV yeah. and comes with, I mean, yes. we're literally speaking to You're people right. all over the planet right. Earth right now, and yeah. it's truly a miracle. It really people is. People made fun of the Word of God before the television thing happened and before satellites. Now, they made fun of the Word of God and say, how could the whole world know right. that that's going on? That is ridiculous. Well, you know, it's not so ridiculous anymore. Yeah. No, no. But no, the message, you know, to be a media missionary, to be people who can boldly proclaim truth, and also to... That people should be able to see us and how we demonstrate the goodness of God. Right. And they say, I'm going to be bold like that. I'm going to have hope like that. I'm not just going to be about doom and gloom. Amen. I'm actually going to be about being That's a part it. of the solution yeah. and yes. making an impact today. Amen. Amen. You guys are doing that, so I'm grateful. You guys are the devil's it. crowd has worked so hard the last few years to stop the gospel on TV and radio mm. and, and anyway going any out. Any kind of media. Ministry. Any kind of media. Mm -hmm. And yet it hasn't stopped and we're we believe we're to keep on going it's a warfare but you know the battles the lords and he's going to help us fight it thank you for fighting that what prophetic events are yet to unfold that will turn men's hearts back to god do you think you know did you hear what i said i did i totally understand your question sir i sure do you know i 
before I tell you the prophetic events, I can just tell you this. We discussed the importance of the fear of the Lord. And people today need to be taught the fear of the Lord. Yeah. Because we know the compassion of God. We know the love of God. And I'm a very passionate person. I'm, I'm driven by passion. Uh, I, I'm going to do anything but be bored. <laughs> yeah, I don't understand people who are bored. I, yeah, I have a hard time oh, with that. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm not going to be bored. Amen. You can do anything to me, but you ain't going to bore me. And yeah. so we're going Boy, to. that for sure? And so I, I say that. So I'm so passion-driven, but I've had to also truly learn that if I don't learn the fear of the Lord, my passion will direct me into places out of my lane. And so at the same time, man, the Lord has been so gracious to me that from the same time that God has revealed the Father's heart to me and his passion side, he's also revealed to me the fear of the Lord side. So when it comes to looking at what are things that will turn people's hearts uh, to the Lord, I want to just say that we can't count on things in the future being the way that they have been, which means everything is changing, and it also means if we're fighting for the way that things used to be, we are now going to fight for things that no longer matter. And we'll be in the wrong fight. Right. And we, there's going to be many of us that will insist it's, it should be the way it's always been within my expression of worship or my nation or my, my denomination. Like, this is what makes sense to me, and none of this makes sense. We're going to have some serious choices in the future where we're going to say, okay, am I willing to walk with God in the new thing? Yes. Am I willing? Behold, I do a new thing. Shall you not know it? I would say specifically... Some things, you know, Jesus talks about, there's some standard prophecies that Jesus said when he talks about famines, he talks about wars, he talks about rumors of wars, which means this, if you're not in a state of warfare, you will be aware of many war threats. Oh my goodness, we're living in that day, yeah. but not like we will. And I'm sorry, you're like, hey, that's bad news. I don't want to hear bad news. Well, I got good news. Jesus has already told us what the answer is. That's it. And we have to turn to him. We have to repent and we have to be willing to actually strategize with him yes, in the new that's thing. It. Amen. When, it, when it comes to the new thing, Pastor Jim, you know, Jesus says this, lo, I'm with you always, even to the ends of the world, right? Well, that means, that could mean a whole bunch of different things. One is to the end of the world, right? To the end of the timeline. Look, you know, look, he's there. But it also means this. You were talking about being a pioneer in the television, uh, in the Christian television ministry, and you indeed were one of the original founders, and you were one of the very first guys trying to figure it out. Well, the, well, when you are somebody that treads off the map into uncharted territory and maps it out for the rest of us, Jesus says, lo, I'm with you. That means look for me. You can wow. find me. Amen. You can actually, the Lord is manifest to people who are willing to get, get into scary places and out of the uncharted map areas of the world, and, he, and we can find him at the end of the world. What's real is we're all about to be in that place. We're headed into some uncharted places as far as how we live and how we actually experience life into the biblical reality of we are totally dependent upon King Jesus. Yes. And I would say we should get with that program right here, right now. Um, I should say, I would also say this, take advantage of Christian television while still legal right. because right. the day will yes. come. It will not wow. be legal. That's right. That's the You're day right. will come. You're it right will on. completely be censored. Yeah. Right now they are censoring 
uh, us right now across yeah. all platforms yeah. while they allow pornography. Yep. Wow. While yep. they allow the sexualization That's of right. children, yep. while they allow yeah. uh, un, untold manifested horror among our children, right. yeah. they're, they're saying we are the bad guys and they... Yeah and they come against us. Mm, yeah. So I would say that's going to change in the future. I don't know how long we have, but we certainly have some time, and I praise God for that. But the day will come. You won't be able to rely upon us to encourage you. You had better know how to find your encouragement from the presence of the Lord in the, um, yeah. in the secret place right. because we will not be able to come to you in that day. That's right. That's right. Amen. Right. So Amen. take advantage and support this ministry while you still can wow. because our voices will become yeah. hostile. There's a great hostility that is already rising up with the Antichrist spirit wow. um, that has to do with don't tell the truth and don't preach and don't say the name of Jesus. Right. <laughs> well, we're going to tell the truth yeah. and we're right. going to say the name of yes. King Jesus. Yes. 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 And that's what we're going to do. Wow. Amen. Powerful word. Amen. Wow. How do you manage to pack a church the way you do and do all the things you're doing all over the world and preach what you just preached just now. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. Like, I don't see how your how your church works, boy, with you being up there preaching like that. What's real is there's a there's a great hunger in the body of Jesus yeah. for people that are real. Yeah, man. Um, I have the gift of real. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Now it comes with the gift of raw and yeah. unrefined, and I have to constantly work on that. Yeah, that's okay. But the gift of real is a is a yeah. is 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 being genuine. Uh, having an open heart that is broken before the Lord, yeah. not playing angles for other people, right. um, and and bringing the reality of the presence of Jesus into people's lives. And so our church, you know, during during COVID, when when all the churches in the world shut down, and in Texas there was a there was a uh, six week period where we where we were not allowed to have more than uh, ten people in the building. So we moved to the parking lot, and we had thousands and thousands of people come to the parking Amen. lot. I love thousands. That. I mean, yeah. literally thousands. And then when our parking lot was not big enough, we moved it to the hospital parking lot <laughs> awesome. so that we could do outreaches for all the medical staff and pray, stretch wow. our hands towards the hospital and pray for everybody that was sick. And we had thousands and wow. thousands of people. And then whenever the doors were finally open... And we were able to come in, which was okay with us, because we had to redo the carpets anyway. We, we spilled so much coffee in there. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't have we didn't have time to redo any of the inside, which really needed to be done, because we don't we do something every day of the week at the church. And we're like, when are we ever going to have time? Because we can't shut down. And then when the COVID happened, we're like. Perfect. Perfect. We have six weeks. We'll do it outside. And the church grew. The church grew in the parking lot. But I think to answer your question, um, how does this work at our church, is people are looking for real. Mm -hmm. Jesus was real. Yes. Yes. He wasn't churchy. He wasn't religious. Mm -hmm. He was real. He was raw. He told truth. He spoke truth, but he also demonstrated it. And the people that are in our church, in our congregation, they're just as as radical as we are. They they do the same things that we do. But I don't know five preachers (laughs) who would have said what you just said the last five minutes. Well, they're they're the ones who won't last. Mm. Right. It's not going to be me and you that's not going to last. As you just yeah. said, you're the, you're the last of the original founders. Mm. You know, it's, it's, it's not those people that last. Uh, you know, woke leadership mm-hmm. is not Jesus' leadership. That's there is, right. Jesus is never woke. That's right. Never. Never. Amen. Never. Jesus is never woke. Mm-mm. And my loyalty, I have a fierce loyalty to King Jesus, which is a big 
which is a big part of the fear of the Lord has to do with yeah. your loyalty That's to the it. Lord. That's right. It's like I'm so loyal. I'm constantly declaring and making declarations of my loyalty to the Lord and saying, King Jesus, Yeshua HaMashiach, yes. I love you, sir. I yes. belong to you. We are totally dependent upon you. We don't want our nation to sink like the Titanic. Amen. That's right. We yes. don't want, we're fighting for it. That's we're right. fighting for you know, for our commanders, you know, we're fighting for the people, we're fighting for our nation, we're holding on to the promises of God, and we're not trying to get along with it. We're not trying to get along with the elements that want to sink this, because they are not in allegiance with the Lord. The Lord still has an agenda for this nation. Mm -hmm. There's still a little bit of time left. Let the people of God repent, because yes. if we do not, Amen. and if our government does not repent, and if they don't turn off those blasphemous lights that are on our White House, right. and if they don't ah. remove those flags that are right next to the American flag, mm. and if they do not bow their knee, we are not unsinkable, we are unsavable as a nation. Mm. And the fear of the Lord ought to make that ring true for all of us. Right. Wow. You're so right. Mm. Well... The Lord, is, the Lord is good. I have great hope in King Jesus. Yeah. But um, I also, again, we are aware because of the ministries we're involved in, our food banks and But you're seeing kids, wickedness at its depth. Yes, sir, we have. That's what I'm you're, saying. When, when people are raping babies, yeah. that's sick. Sick, sick, sick. And I don't hear anybody crying out about it. You, you turn it. I don't. I have never heard anybody on normal television stand up against child abuse, and that's that is the uh, ultimate child abuse, is selling children to be sex objects. Yes, sir. Hmm. Well, it's not that there's not a voice. It's that it's been censored, and it's also yes. been that a lot of the leadership that a lot of the leadership that's in the body of Christ, it's not what they signed up for. They signed up to build a congregation. They signed up to preach the gospel. And then they were confronted with this. And they're like, hey, I didn't sign up for that. Yes, you did. That's right. Yes, yeah. you did. Yep. If you have a ministry and if you have a, a pulpit and if you have a microphone and if you are not speaking out for the voiceless and if you're not defending children, it's better that a millstone That's be tied right. around your neck, Jesus says. You can't be an accomplice of it and then say that you're not a part of it. Right. And uh, to choose not to choose is to choose. Mm -hmm. And I want to tell you, the fear of the Lord is a big deal to me Amen. because, again, when Jesus says it's better that a millstone be tied around yeah. your neck and you cast, he's talking like a mafia boss. Yeah, mm -hmm. That's right. He sounds like the mafia to That's me true. when he says that. I'll yeah. give you cement shoes. And throw you off. That's it. Like, wait, I thought Jesus was nice. No, Jesus <laughs> is not nice. Jesus yeah. is kind. Jesus is not a hippie. Jesus is a warrior. Yeah, he and is. he's serious about protecting his kids. And so our heart should be his heart. Yeah. His passions should be our passions. And I, it's crazy to me that we have to have an argument to say we must speak yeah. against children right. being sexualized. It's yeah. crazy. Wow. Pastor Troy, I'm thrilled having you here with me today because... So you're one of the few that really tell the gospel truth. And I want to ask you something. What is America going to do when people can, by the thousands, go into a store and 
and steal. People can go to any store in America now and they're told not to even re resist those that steal. And so we're watching it. We're watching it happen. We're watching people just strip, even the luxury stores, strip Gucci or Vuitton or whatever thing, materials, thousands of dollars, and they're not arrested even. Yes. What's wrong? It, it, this, this, um, this is a sign that America is very, very sick. You know, whenever our founding fathers of this nation, when they put together our rule of and our systems of government, they did so in covenant with God. And when the people in America are not in covenant with God, they have no use for the Constitution or even, the, or, or even rule of law. They have no use for it. All that comes from actually walking with God. Um, what do we do when you see all this? Well, it is a wicked and an adulterous generation where where the prosecutors will not prosecute. And I would say this, that we cannot, we cannot depend upon these elected, officials, these elected officials and the ones who have been positioned by elected officials to actually enforce uh, the, the most basic of, of laws among us. What we, can count on, what we can count on them to do is to have an agenda that is anti-Christ right. and actually comes against the people of God and the rule right. of law. Right. That is a that whole system is actually part of the Antichrist, the biblical Antichrist. It says lawlessness will abound. Right. Even the Antichrist is called lawless one. Right. So what we see is we see that while there is not uh, while there is no rule of law and the people that are enforcing the law are demonized, right? Mm -hmm. And by the way, we appreciate our law enforcement officers yeah. and our yes. first responders yeah. and we yeah. love them and we yeah. pray for them. Yeah. But at the same exact time that that's happening, it's going to cause the people of God to cry out and say, Lord, we need that's your right. strong arm of justice. Yes. God, we need you because he's a righteous and a holy king. Yes, he and is. when he shows up, his rules will be applied. Yes. And so it causes us to, it's, it's really sad and very disheartening on a natural level. But naturally, the people of God will begin to become more and more and more dependent upon the rule in the reign of King Jesus himself. Mm, yeah. And that's where we needed to be to begin with. Mm, amen. Mm, amen. Borders, airspace, supply chains are under attack in America. What's going on? Those are prophetic indicators of what's going on in the spirit. When the borders are down, you need to know this, that our gates are open, as you just said. When our supply chains are being attacked, and they are being attacked, I mean, it's crazy how something that you could have got in one week yep. four years ago will now take you, you know, four years to get it now. Yep. Our supply chains are being, our supply chains are under attack. Um, all these different things are, they are natural pictures of what's going on in the spirit and how we should shore up. And it's not just here. I mean, like Leanna just got back from Israel. We've been to Uganda several times this year. We've been to Amazon several times this year. We go all over. It's the same all over the world. And another thing that is the same all over the world is China is actually buying the ports of everywhere all over the world and buying the farmland. Like yeah. in Uganda, you know, yeah. we do a huge work in Uganda. You can't go anywhere that there's not a Chinese tractor at work. And, I mean, everyone there is like, hey, we want to buy this little piece of land and maybe build another children's home or a rescue center. You can't. 
a Chinese, the Chinese government just came and just bought it all up. Mm -hmm. wow. And we're like, wow. And I'm talking about remote places mm -hmm. all over the planet. Yeah. We're seeing them do that. And again, they could not do that if leaders, were, if leaders of nations were not compliant with it. Mm. That's right. Wow. So it's not just a regional thing. It's a global thing. And yeah, that speaks to It's bigger than we think. It's way bigger. Yeah. It's way That's bigger. what I want people to realize. That's yes, sir. We really got to hold on to God. Because he's the only hope in this time Amen. we're living in. Now, Gordon Chang recently said that we are closer uh, to war with China than ever. Uh, let me watch this report. Would you go ahead and roll that, please? China and Russia conducting a joint naval operation bringing 11 ships near the coast of Alaska last week. The U.S. mobilizing four destroyers and patrol planes in response to guide the ships away from U.S. waters. The Wall Street Journal editorial board writing, quote, the naval patrol is best understood as a warning that U.S. territory isn't safe as well as a test of how the U.S. will respond. The world is getting more dangerous and a complacent U.S. political class isn't educating the public about the growing threats. Joining me now, Gatestone Institute senior fellow and author of The Coming Collapse of China and the great U.S.-China tech war, Gordon Chang. Gordon, it's great to see you. And I think the editorial board at the Wall Street Journal summed it up pretty nicely there. Well, certainly, because we have to assume that if there's going to be a war in Asia and Henry Kissinger tells us it's probable, then we're going to be facing not just China, but also China's friends, specifically Russia and North Korea. And the Wall Street Journal is right. We have a political class that is complacent, has very little sense of urgency. You know, we're on the edge of war, and the Biden administration refuses to fill the strategic petroleum reserve, which it drained last year. So I don't know how this gets more dangerous. The Chinese can see it, and I think they're going to try and take advantage of the situation. Well, first of all, the president of the United States needs to have a candid conversation with the American people, saying that, look, China's Xi Jinping is readying the Chinese people for war. He's mobilizing all of Chinese society, not just the military, and that the United States needs to prepare. And we also, on your point about uh, nuclear weapons silos, we've got to remember that Chinese doctrine is to threaten to use nuclear weapons to prevent the United States and others from coming to the uh, aid of Taiwan, Philippines, Japan, whatever. So this is not necessarily going to be a conventional war, and President Biden needs to ready the American people. Wow. Why does the Biden administration see China as a, you know, more as a competitor and not a potential enemy? Because they don't, because they don't intend on being a threat to them. Um, let me tell you what I think all of that is about prophetically mm -hmm. is I think that that is smoke and mirrors and to let us know, hey, we need to be we need to test our own security or we should feel like we're not secure because they're planning on invading Taiwan okay. and they're not and they're not planning on us actually okay. protecting Taiwan. And they want to threaten us in case any of us are thinking about That's doing right. so. But I would say that all the leaders of the world, when when they see when you see them making friends or trying to appease China, it's because they're making money. And right. it's just about money it is. is all that it's about. It's awesome. And it's not, it's not complicated at all. It's that people who have a sworn duty to protect their nations have thrown out out the window so that they can sell it for the sake mm -hmm. of making money from China. Mm -hmm. You know, China, 
China has over 160,000 Christians in prison camps right wow. this second. 160,000 Christians in these, in these prison, wow. in prison yeah. camps because they love Jesus and mm -hmm. the world yawns. We, all over the world, we come against Chinese children mm. who are being prostituted all over the world, literally all over the world. And let me tell you where they come from. They come from those Christian families. So oh, you no. need to understand that whenever China arrest you, and by the way, also in North Korea, and they get a lot of these kids from North Korea, and in North Korea, you can be prosecuted to the fourth generation. Wow. That means if you get in trouble for being a Christian, your grandparents go to prison, your children go to prison, and your grandchildren go to prison. And the reason why they want your entire family in there is because they take the children from those Christians, mm. they send them to prostitution school, and teach them how to become sex slaves, and then they farm them out in brothels all over the planet Earth, and those are Christian children that they're doing that to. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's our friend, China. China's wow. no friend of mine. No. But the church in China is my friend. Yes. Amen. And amen. I stand amen. with the church yes. of Jesus yes. Christ amen. in the nation of China. Yes, amen. amen. Wow. Wow. The world's a mess. Yes, sir. Mm -hmm. One last question. The movie, The Sound of Freedom, has shaken the world, even the secular world, uh, because Hollywood is very unhappy with the movie. And with your experience rescuing children all over the world, how accurate do you think that movie is? Um, have you been able to see the movie? Yeah, no, we definitely have. And, you know, you're right. It's a lot like a pilot going to go see a movie on airplanes or something like that. Right. I was not... Uh, expecting it to be just wonderful. It was wonderful. Mm -hmm. And I'm very grateful for it. Yeah. And I know, I would say it's very accurate. I would say it's the very smallest version of right. it. I, as disturbing as it has been to people. Yeah. And I'm glad that it's rattling people's yeah. cages. Yes. You know, I'm glad for that. But it's, it's much worse than what is portrayed in that movie. And um, I appreciate how they made it. I appreciate what it says, what it what it does, and I also appreciate that they overcame how Hollywood tried to stop them. You know, yeah. we were aware of this movie three and four years ago, yes, and um, actually uh, spoke to a lot of the movie makers, uh, did a lot of those things. We're talking about almost five years ago, right? And we were aware of it, and they've been fighting, fighting, and fighting, and the fight is still on. There's a lot of actors' guilds and a lot of those kinds of things that threatened the actors and are threatening the actors of other uh, movies about the same subject that we're aware of right now and say, if you're in that movie, you can't be a part of our organization anymore. Why are they against it? Because they're part of it. Wow. And I defy anybody to show me another reason why they would be against it. That's it. Why would you not want children defended? Amen. Why would you not want any of those things? And it's like, unless, of course, you're a part of it. Or unless, of course, somebody is paying you to be actively against it. Mm. Well, I can say that uh, The Sound of Freedom has released something worldwide. And I thank God because uh, just a few weeks ago from the airing of this broadcast, it released worldwide, including in the nation of Mexico, which we, we do a strong work in, in Mexico. And everybody that works in saving kids out of sexual trafficking was so excited about it right. because we know that there's a wave, a tsunami yeah. that comes with this thing. And we're like, yes, people are going to help us. They're going to get involved. Yeah. So I'm very grateful for this movie, and I thank God for it. Mm -hmm. and, and again, since then, we've become aware of a lot of other movies because they've contacted us. 
and said, hey, we're trying so hard to get this movie finished, but we've been fighting Hollywood. And they just Mm. literally went around Hollywood is what Mm. they did. And I'm so grateful. Yes. There is such a spirit of evil in the world. And this is a sign of the end of times. But the Bible says that it would happen. I'm praying that God will bless you and, and, and enlarge your ministry and give you people to stand with you. We want to stand with you. Thank you. I just believe that we've got to stand up against this onslaught yes. of, of evil. It, it is just obnoxious what the devil has been allowed to do in America. Yes. America is not a godly country anymore. Sad. Yeah, it's a, it's a post-Christian nation. Yes. Yeah. It is a post-Christian right. nation. But there's a, there's a large enough remnant That's among yeah. us yeah. to continue to make a tremendous difference. Yeah. And I, all, my, all of my hope is not upon any government of the world. Amen. All of my hope is upon King Jesus yes. and his amazing kingdom. That's it. And may his kingdom come in Jesus' name. And the Amen. good news is, is where sin does abound, grace does much more abound. Amen. Yes. And his Amen. grace for us to overcome all of this evil is Amen. so huge. Amen. If we will just step into it, if we'll just be who it is that God's called us to yes. be. You said a remnant. That means the leftover pieces. Yeah, (laughs) a piece of the cloth from the garment. Mm. And that's what God talks about. You know, narrow is the way. Mm. And few there be that find it. We've gotten somehow a gospel that believes that the whole world will be saved, and it's just simply not in the Bible. That's right. And it's time for God's people to get back to a total dedication to God. Yes, sir. Our consecration to the Lord is everything now. Our allegiance to Jesus is everything now. And not only should we preach the gospel, but we should be faithful to demonstrate the gospel. People ought to look at us and go, the kingdom of heaven is just like that. And we should be able to point at other things and say, the kingdom of heaven is just like that. So I just encourage you guys. And by the way, I want to tell everybody on your network that you guys have stood with us and you have helped us just like you promised you would. And I want to say thank you. Thank you for supporting this ministry and for standing with this ministry because this ministry stands with us. And I'm grateful. Guys, we're in this fight together. Don't give up. Don't give up. You know, we can can have uh, joy in tribulation because tribulation is what transforms us. God is moving us. God moves us from tribulation to perseverance, perseverance to character and character to hope. There is something that happens whenever you say, God, I am willing to pick up my cross every single day and follow you. He doesn't just ask us to pick up our cross and wander in the wilderness. We're following his path, his direction, his footsteps every single day. If you don't know the Lord, there's never been a better time to commit yourself to him. And if you know the Lord, but you want a deeper relationship, please call us. We want to talk to you. We want to walk this journey with you because we're not here to say, hey, you know what? Give your life to the Lord. You're on your own now. You have now joined the family. We are all bond servants of Christ. We want one common goal. That is the salvation of our brothers and sisters so that we can all sit in heaven together with our Lord and Savior, whom 
we love. So if you need that conversation today, please call us. We want to have that with you. If you need a brother or a sister in Christ, know that when you join this family, you are never alone again. The enemy will try to make you feel alone. He'll try to make you feel defeated. He'll try to make you feel separated. But let me tell you, that is not the truth. God is too good. God is too strong. And he still sits on this throne today. And I'll let you know right now, we stand with you for your family for your generations of family, for your grandchildren and your children, those who you say, God, I need the prodigal to come home. I'm out there crying. I'm out there weeping. I'm out there uh, begging for their salvation. I'll let you right now, we are pairing with you. We are partnering with you that your prodigal will be coming home soon in the name of Jesus. Amen. Amen. And that is the reason that we stay on the air. Amen. We believe that all our family is going to be saved and all your family is going to be saved. And I'm believing God this month. We've been fighting a battle to stay on the air to be able to pay our bills. And I need a miracle like never before. And I'm asking those, we started this about a month ago, and we need several million dollars just to be able to stay on the air. The enemy of the gospel the political enemies took $20 million from our ministry not too long ago. And we're still trying to get caught up to stay on the air. The whole world may be against us. The devil's against us. But God is on our side. Amen. And I'm asking those who are on God's side to help us today. And we are believing God for a thousand people this month to give a thousand dollars, which would give us a million dollars to get our bills paid up in our back bill in order to stay broadcasting. If you'll do that, call me right now, 1-888-988-1588 and just say, I'm going to give a thousand dollars today. Or whatever you can give, whatever amount, together, we can make a miracle happen. We have to go. We want to thank Troy Brewer for being with us and his wonderful wife. We appreciate both of you. God bless you. Beautiful Leanna. And we want to thank you all for watching. Stay close to God. People, don't turn to the world. Turn to God. Amen. In Jesus' name, he loves you. Bye-bye for today. Mm -hmm. Amen. Bye-bye. We love you. Thank you for watching today's program. Will you pray about standing with us by calling 1-888-988-1588? That number again is 1-888-988-1588. Or you can connect with us on our website at www.jimbakershow.com. Thank you for your prayers and financial support. Stand with us as we continue to preach the gospel of Jesus Christ around the world.